another thing that I'm excited about is the way that nurse leaders, I think, you know, the three of us, we've left the bedside, but we're still leading and we're nurses that are in leadership roles that are advocating. And I think I'm seeing nurse leaders become parts of, uh, you know, hospital administration, become, you know, members of boards and, you know, on technology companies as advocates. So I think just expanding that nurse leadership role into areas that can make a difference is exciting to me. I see that a lot. Welcome to SSR On Air. I'm Mike Rogers, your host for this monthly podcast brought to you by Smith Seckman Reed. Tune in as I interview leaders, colleagues, and clients about what is going on internally at SSR and in the larger engineering community. This is part two of our podcast for Nurses Month. If you haven't had a chance to listen to part one yet, go back and check that out first and then come back and join us for this part two. So so just jumping off of the conversation a little bit, um, everybody, you all talked about the, the, the human touch and, and one of the reasons why you went into nursing was because of that. And I think you know, the whole world has experienced something weird over the last few years, and, and we've gotten away from human interaction in a lot of ways. I mean, we've seen the, the ill effects of it across all kinds of mediums and schools to whatever you want to call, call it. Um, do, you, do you see that, what, what went on in the hospitals, do you see that? Uh, having an effect on where we're going now and what's going to happen in the in the medical field going forward is it good is it bad are we backing up from it where where are we in that <laughs> why don't you ask a difficult question yeah <laughs> yeah let's try let's try a tough one i mean i think that the, the the events of the recent years have really accelerated change that would have happened anyway, but it was suddenly thrust on us and we had to find a way to deal with it, which is not necessarily a bad thing. I liken it to when you go to war and everything changes because you have to survive, right? So I don't think, I probably sound like I don't like technology. I'm afraid of it. I think we just need to learn how to integrate it because the technology we have today is certainly beneficial and advantageous compared with when I was a nurse last century. But I just, I think that we can't lose sight of the fact that this is a human interaction exchange. And so keeping focused on how to utilize the technology to enhance the care that's given. I think that, um, that I can go to the doctor and then get my phone and look up my bloods two days later, and that it's fantastic. It's really great. But I still need to go to the doctor to have the blood drawn. And so um, I think that it's probably a little bit too early yet to be able to review what's happened. But I think there's a lot of really important changes came because of COVID and such. But I think that as we learn how to manage that this chronic condition, that um, we haven't quite sorted out what's the new direction. That's my feeling. Yeah. Any other thoughts on that? Um, I, I think you know, the pandemic and a lot of the nursing shortage right now just really shows that nurses need a place to work that they feel that they feel cared for and that they have emotional support, financial support, 
for for their workplace. You know, Google has childcare and you know all kinds of exercise. All these Amazon they they treat dry their cleaning. Yeah, yeah, they treat their employees so well. And I think if if hospitals at the minimum had a respite room where if a nurse was having a bad day or a patient has expired, you know, they could go in there and and have a respite if that's part of the culture. And that's something that, that I really am advocating for right now is really providing a place where nurses feel supported at their work. I think if there were child care at hospitals for nurses, you would not have a shortage because, because absolutely. there's a lot of uh, things. Nurses might be the primary breadwinner of their family, and if if they could have child care or have, you know, things at work that would help them survive and, you know, do their daily living, there would be a lot more uh, people come going into nursing if they felt like they were supported at work and then at home as well. So, so I think we've learned a lot of things, whether those people that are holding the purse strings and the financial piece of it will exchange some of the profitability for the nurses staying there. I don't know. Time will tell as to their priorities, but I think it's a wake-up call and it's a time for people to step forward and and do the right thing in order to make make healthcare better for the staff and the patients. Yeah, and that's and that's probably a, an extremely complicated question, right? I mean, when we talk about the cost of healthcare in the U.S., um, it, it is, it's interesting because the things that you think are going to help and drive down healthcare, it increases. And the things you think are going to increase healthcare, it increases. It's just, it's just a strange world. And, 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 and I've seen it over and over again with, with ideas. And you're like, well, that sounds like a great idea. We ought to go down that route. And then it blows up on us somehow. And, and um, well, the reason it blows up on us, Mike, is that the special interest groups that are in our government um, and the lobbyists that are for the insurance companies who all have a vested interest in increasing their bottom line and their profits to their shareholders, rather than being concerned with how we impact care and how do we keep caregivers, including doctor, doctors and nurses, um, providing that care because I think so many people who leave our professions are just over it. They just go, look at it. Here's three of us, three senior, um, well-qualified nurses, all not nursing. Yeah. And and the the reasons for that are in a many fold, but, I think that's one of the problems and the um, way that nurses felt forgotten during COVID and the extreme um, conditions that they had to work under. We know post-COVID, so many nurses never came back. They just decided that they were going to go and sell cosmetics at Macy's or do something um, rather than continue with this career that they loved and uh, so well educated for. Uh, so I think nothing's going to change until the policy makers maybe get sick or have a family member that's sick in hospital and they actually get to experience how hard it is for these um, caregivers um, to do their role based on the um, in sort of the guardrails that are put around them for profitability and throughput. Yeah, it certainly has affected the the doctors 
count as well, right? I mean, it's huge, and, and you read about it all the time. And rural communities, you know, if you're living outside the sort of the CBD, um, it is really hard to attract doctors um, to your area, and they're having to travel many miles to just get medical care. And so then um, telemedicine became comes a necessity you can only have telemedicine, but if you need to have something done, you still have to get to a medical centre. And we, as we know from you know the work that we do, these small hospitals, rural hospitals, are just not getting the support, and it's making it very difficult for those patients. You know, they're closing down um, OBG centres, and so women are having to travel great distances to have babies because it's no longer provided in their community. So it's just a myriad of um, Mm. issues that we hear about, but until you experience and have a person in that environment, um, it just seems like it's happening to somebody else. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm. I mean, I'm thankful that there are people that that still want to go into nursing and and do it for the reasons that 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 all of you went into nursing, and and I know there are some. I, I've got friends that have children that are going into it, and and yeah, and 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 they're excited about it. So so I would I would ask each of you what what what's exciting going forward, not just in the nursing world, but in in your world and the things that you're doing. What are you what are you excited about over the next few years? Um, you know, from our perspective, um, that what we're exposed to all the time is just the incredible surgical procedures that are being able to be performed because of the advances in technology and seeing the increased cancer survival rates that we had never dreamed that we would see, you know, when we first started out in our careers that we're seeing today because of the research and technology that's allowing this to happen and the incredibly um, smart people who are designing new equipment and procedures from all over the world. Um, And it's just so encouraging to see that maybe in our lifetime we will see that there is cures that for diseases that we never thought there would be. So from our perspective, because we're so immersed in equipment, um, that's very exciting to see. For me, I'm excited to see there's so much thought going into the design of healthcare facilities and consideration of what actually happens there and how to do it. I don't care if it's just to save dollars, but looking at the best way to do things, lean approaches, um, most economical. If I think back to the hospitals that I remember as a child and when I first started nursing, compared with the hospitals of today, it's I, f- I feel like I'm on Star Trek or something. You know, it's just, <laughs> I love the fact that stuff I saw as science fiction as a kid is every day now. And that's exciting for me, that seeing how care... The, the delivery of care and the care that's provided is just so far advanced to what it used to be. And so why that's exciting is because people get better quicker and yes. disease prevention. And there are illnesses today that when I was at first started nursing, they were fatal illnesses and people are surviving. So it's a little bit Pollyanna, but it really is true. You know, it's mm-hmm. it, that's really exciting to see 
uh, I was in my last job involved with meeting with key surgeons to develop new instruments to create new procedures and developing the instrument and then running workshops to teach surgeons how to do it, which was just so exciting to see people having brain surgery through their nose with no external wounds. And there's a whole lot of reasons why that's a good way to do it that is too much for now. But seeing stuff like that and seeing people that are actually cured and um, it's that's really exciting for me. One of the things that I've noticed recently is the focus on the user experience, and that's kind of a patient-centered focus and kind of patient experience, and a lot of that's being driven by reimbursements too. So it's putting the health care systems kind of on the line to make sure patients are listened to and that they do have a positive experience. And I think a lot of a lot of hospitals are taking that into consideration. Another thing that I'm excited about is the way that nurse leaders, I think, you know, the three of us, we've left the bedside, but we're still leading and we're nurses that are in leadership roles that are advocating. And I think I'm seeing nurse leaders become parts of, uh, you know, hospital administration, become, you know, members of boards and, you know, on technology companies as advocates. So I think just expanding that nurse leadership role into areas that can make a difference is exciting to me. I see that a lot at the American Nurses Association and across even Google Health and other companies are putting nurses on their teams to have that lens that we've talked about that really does make a difference and has a real, really multidisciplinary approach because you can see it from different from different angles and how uh, it can improve health. That's good. So, so you know, it's part part of our culture here at SSR is is the giving back piece of it, and I think a lot of the people that we have that work in the healthcare design world for us um, do that because they feel like they're participating in in something bigger. You know, they're they're giving back. I mean, I hear you guys talk, and I and I, what I hear is you you are uh, you're part of that healthcare family. You know, Robert, you mentioned when you go somewhere, you run into somebody you know. And you know, I, I'm prior military. I have the same thing with the military. When I run into people that I know, there's this instant connection, you know, with it. And and so I hear you, you all have that same connection. And I think the people within the SSR, and I've talked to people on the design side, a mechanical engineer that's doing healthcare work, part of the reason they're doing it is because they feel like they're helping people and helping move this forward. It's not just a you know, a job, another another air handler, another, you know, electrical system. It's, yeah. it's something like that. And, and I hear that coming from you guys and, and, and strong a strong message. And, and, and I wanted to say that I appreciate that. And I know there's a lot of people within SSR that appreciate that and and that, uh, you know, what you, what you are doing on our side of the fence, even though you're not touching people directly, you're, you're affecting a lot of people. And, and that's appreciated by everybody here, I think. Thank well, you. Uh, Thank you for that. Yeah, and and that I, that's what I feel like. I'm still doing it, but just I'm just applying my skills and knowledge in a different way. But still, you know, it's all yeah, true. That's it. <laughs> I think the 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 
most satisfying is when um, in part of our role where we're in the facility transition into the new facility and you see the patients come into the rooms and they're just amazed at how beautiful it is and then you're seeing the first cases done and it all works. And it works, <laughs> yes. And that that is just so um, satisfying for for what we do and then you say that's a hospital we participated in when you're driving past that you know that is you know satisfaction yeah absolutely well i want to thank all of you for coming in and talking today this has been great i mean we probably could go on for yep. for a while yeah, i'm sure days with stories yes yeah 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 but uh thank i appreciate you. i appreciate the opportunity to participate it's uh I like to talk. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, it's been fun, been informative, and 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 much appreciated. And and we'll have you have you all back again. That love would trust. be great. We'd love it. Thanks for highlighting nurses during Nurses Month. Yeah, celebrate. Yeah. Get out there and thank a nurse. Yeah, sure, <laughs> exactly. Well, um, my aunt used to say, "When God sent angels to the earth, He made them in nurses." So that was, oh. you know. I know it's a little bit much, but um, you know that's what it was. It was to care. It's for a the lovely ending. <laughs> lovely ending. <laughs> Thanks for joining us for this episode of SSR on Air. We hope you enjoyed it. Be sure to like and subscribe wherever you get your podcast. You can also connect with us on social media. Links to everything can be found in the show's notes. Take care, everyone. See you next time. Yeah.